might be me before you long. Um, so the covering of atonement, a shadow of freedom. I uh, wanted to look at some things. And I was going to do the, the rest of those temple pieces, but I guess I don't have to because I'm sure I already did it. So, amen. So we're going to turn to Leviticus 16. Leviticus 16. Sixteen and one. The bit is sixteen and one. The Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered before the Lord and died. And the consecration, I'm sorry, and the Lord said unto Moses, speaking to Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times to the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not, for I will appear in a cloud upon the mercy seat. And I was reading, I was like, I wonder if they... Not just to bring in strange fire, but, you know, went in, you know, someone they weren't supposed to go. Uh, but that's uh, just hypothetically talking, thinking. Verse 3, Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering, for a sin offering, for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering, for a burnt offering, for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat, he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh. He shall be girded with the linen girdle and with the linen mitre and shall be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore, he shall wash his flesh in water and so, uh, and so put them on. So there's no crown. There's no plate. Holy unto Yah on the head. There's no breastplate with all the jewels and none of the, 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 the special, you know, none of the bells and whistles. Okay, when you come in before me like everybody else. Okay, so everybody's in there white. You just you like all the little Aaronites that got their little white on, little white turban on. You like them today. Okay, so Aaron had to put on his white garments when he went in. And he shall take the congregation of the Israel, two kids of the goats for a sin offering, and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself and to make atonement for himself and for his house. For himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And shall cast lots upon the two goats. One for uh, Yahuwah, the other uh, for Lot for the scapegoat. Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering which is for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bullock uh, of the sin offering which is for himself. He shall take the censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord and his hands full of sweet incense beat small and bring it within the veil. He shall put 
the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he died not. He should take the blood of the bullock and spread it and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward, and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. He shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel. He shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. Okay. And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make atonement in the holy place until he come out and have made atonement for himself and for the household and for all the congregation of Israel. Okay, so he had to make atonement for himself, his house, got to make atonement for Israel, got to uh, bless the sanctuary, okay, and don't nobody be up in there. Well, he's making atonement for this, for this place, don't nobody else be in there. I don't care if you're Aaron's nephew. Get your behind out of here. And he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it and shall take the blood of the bullock and of the blood of the goat and put it about the horns of the altar round about and shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with its finger seven times and cleanse it and hollow it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel when he hath made an end of reconciling mm. the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar and shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities, all the iniquities, all the iniquities. We've talked about iniquity, right? It's not sin. It's not transgression. Iniquity is the guilt, the punishment that is coming. So all the punishment of the children of Israel, the iniquity, the avon is being put on this goat. In all their transgressions, in all their sins, put them on the head of the goat and shall send them away by the hand of a fit man to the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it'd be like Aaron, make sure that goat get out of here and make sure the goat don't come back. Mm -hmm. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities into the land not inhabited, mm -hmm. and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness, and Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. He shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place and put on his garments and come forth and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people to make an atonement for himself and for the people. All right, he's to come and to do a burnt offering, all right, uh, and a burnt offering of the people and to make atonement for himself. So a burnt offering for the people, burnt offering for himself. And the fat of sin offering he shall burn upon the altar, and he shall let the goat for the scapegoat go. He shall wash his clothes, bathe his flesh in water, and afterward come back to the camp. The bullock for the sin offering, and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought, who was brought in to make atonement to the holy place, shall one carry forth without the camp, and they shall burn in the fire their skins, their flesh, and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. This is a statute.
forever unto you and that the seventh month and the tenth day. Seventh month, tenth day. Seventh month, tenth day. Of the month you shall afflict your souls. Do no work at all, whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. For on that day shall the priest make atonement for you to cleanse you. For on that day the priest shall make atonement for you to cleanse you, to cleanse you, to cleanse you, to cleanse you. That you may be clean from all your kata, from all your sins before Yahweh. It shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and you shall afflict your souls by statue forever. And the priest whom he shall anoint, and the priest whom he shall anoint, and the priest whom he shall anoint, and the But see, it's, it's but we're not going that hard today. And the priest whom he shall anoint, and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father. It's right here in the book. Shall make atonement and put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. He shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation and for the altar. And he shall make an atonement for the priest and for all the people of the congregation. That's a that's a bad. Mm. And this shall be an everlasting statute for you, everlasting, everlasting statute, an everlasting interjection that Yah made, because it wasn't spit from fire in Exodus. 20, 21, 22, 23. It wasn't the fire, the thunder, and the lightning. Mm. But he said he knew that you would go off and be a knucklehead. So I had to make a way for you to get back. Mm. This should be an everlasting statute unto you to make atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once in a year. Mm. For all their sins once in a year. Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's Ms. Bez is going through the cycle. Mm -hmm. And he has and he did as the Lord commanded Moshe. That was Leviticus 16, 1 through 34. Thank you, Father. So we're going to look at Leviticus 16 and 30 through 31. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that you may be clean from all your sins. Before the Lord it shall be a Shabbat of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by statute forever okay afflict afflict ana ana and you are too depressed mm -hmm. you, you ever say you know i'm depressed mm -hmm. when you're depressed your shoulders down you're down you're down mm -hmm. well this affliction mm -hmm. y'all wants you to depress yourself he wants you to depress yourself. Not oh, you're not oppressed. He wants you to depress yourself. There's a lot of other words to go with that, but that's the best one, so we can wrap our minds around this. He wants you to depress yourself. Matthew eleven, twenty-seven through thirty. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. All things. I wonder if he fits this description of this particular priest who's going to get into the anointing and to be consecrated. To do all that to anoint the tabernacle, to anoint the, the altar, to cleanse this, to cleanse the people, to cleanse the priest. That's a powerful statement. It's so strong I had to highlight it. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. He said, it said all, didn't it? He didn't say a couple. 
He didn't say two. He said all things. No man knoweth the Son but the Father. So we read John 6 all the time. No man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But we're supposed to afflict your souls. You have to depress yourself. It's a statute forever. And all you have, this guy out of nowhere just said, hey, come unto me, all you did a heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He said, afflict your souls, depress your souls. And someone a little later says, hey, Come unto me, all you that heavy, the labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your what? Souls. Like the same souls you're supposed to afflict and depress. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That was Matthew eleven twenty-seven 27 through 30. More simpler. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So in our weaknesses is when we actually are, are, are growing and becoming stronger in somebody. Well, when will I be weak? Someone told you, hey, during the Kippur to afflict your souls. To become weak. So that something greater can happen. But if you ain't got the Ruach in you. Then you can't understand. Yah's big picture. And he said to me. My grace is sufficient to thee. The grace is sufficient to thee. For my strength is my perfect and weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Mm. Mm. So I got to go through the storm. Well, it's just a three-month deal. Four-month, five-month, six-month, seven-month freedom. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Why? That the power of Mashiach may rest upon me, he's the writer. I put you so you can understand. He's talking to you too. Let's put that all together. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength. This is Mashiach talking. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes. Most glad, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. So closer look at uh, Leviticus 16 and 34. Like my little eyes there. And this shall be an everlasting statute, everlasting statute unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moshe. Kafar. So when we say atonement, 
uh, kafar. That's the that is the action. That's the root word kafar to cover. More importantly, brother Aaron talk about all the time. Who's going to reconcile us? Mm-hmm. So the taking of the blood, sprinkling it seven times on the mercy seat this way, and going out and getting the blood and sprinkling it, and sprinkling in tabernacle, and sprinkling on the altar. The blood that covers, it reconciles, it, 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 it brings you back. Because you went somewhere. And it brings you back. It's like when we use example last Shabbat about Noah taking the pitch and covering it inside. For what? So I don't know why to get in. Then covering the outside. Kafar. To cover or to reconcile. I think we said it last week that what good is a testament without what? Blood. Gotta have blood. Gotta have blood. In Yahshua's covering is our cleansing. In Yahshua's covering is our cleansing. And his covering is our cleansing. It's going to lead to us becoming white as snow. Let's turn to Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9. You read Hebrews 9. Maybe. She read some of them. I fell asleep last night. She was over my stuff. Hebrews 9, 11. I fell asleep. She said, no, okay, well, I guess. Hebrews 9, 1 through 10. And it reads, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service. And a worldly sanctuary. Mm. Stop right there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so I must have been in this book. Then verily the first covenant, we just read, Leviticus 16, had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Mm. You know, on earth as it is in heaven. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein there was a candlestick, the table, the showbread, which is called the sanctuary, right? After the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, the ark of covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of covenant and over it the cherubims of the glory, shouting the mercy seat of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always to the tabernacle, first tabernacle, Accomplishing the service of God. Then the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. Right? We, we went over that thoroughly. The Ruach HaKodesh thus signifying that the way to the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as was the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscious. That could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscious. Remember what, you're, what the Torah said now about who, whoever gets anointed 
or whatever priest gets anointed or consecrated. Verse 10, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and cardinal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. Until the time of reformation. The time of reformation. Time of reformation. Time, we talked about this, the two Greek aspects of time was Kairos and uh, Kronos, right? So Kairos is not the, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Kairos is the opportune time, seasonal time, uh, when things are brought through, okay? Not on a regular, you know, one, two, three, four, five, okay? Reformation, deorthesis, uh, I think that's right, in a physical sense, making straight, restoring to its natural and normal condition, something which was in some way protrudes or has got out of the line as broke or mishappen limbs, misshapen limbs. So someone's going to come and straighten all things back up. And humans couldn't do it. Because they can't do nothing about your conscience. So, there, so the writer knows there is a time of reformation, a unique time where someone's going to come and straighten all things up. We just looked at a little glance on the Torah where it was like, you know what? This is going to be when the, the priesthood is anointed, the priesthood is consecrated. Ephesians 2, 1, uh, 4 through 16. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh, having abolished in his flesh, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile, reconcile, reconcile both unto God in one body, both unto God in one body body, both unto God in one. That's heavy. Mm-hmm. So he had to tear the wall down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense that when uh, on his final breath, the veil came down. Because mm-hmm. somebody had to make a way for you to get back to him. Mm-hmm. The question is, will you go? What'd you say? He's, He's willing to Say it again, I like that. He's willing to say, will you serve? So he made a way. It's narrow, mm-hmm. it's slim, mm-hmm. but he did make a way. Mm-hmm. And that he might reconcile both unto God and one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Mm-hmm. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Leviticus 25. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Leviticus 25, 25th or 25th chapter. I got it up here for y'all. I took, I, took, I took care of y'all. May go by quicker too. Leviticus 25, 1 through 10. And the Lord spoke unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, speaking to the children of Israel, and saying to them, When ye come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a Sabbath to the Lord. 
Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather the fruit thereof. In the seventh year, seventh year, seventh year shall be a Sabbath of resident land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest, thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of the vine undressed, for it is year of rest unto the land. And the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee, and for thy servant, and for thy maid, for thy hired servant, for the stranger that sojourneth with thee, and for thy cattle, for the beasts that are in thy land, shall all the increase thereof be meat. And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths, seven Sabbaths of years, unto thee seven times seven years. And the space of seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. What else do we have to count? How many? How many? Seven, 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 on the tenth day mm. of the seventh month. Didn't we just read Leviticus 16? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that the tenth day of the seventh month? Mm. The tenth day? But I thought that was a day of affliction. Mm. Don't eat nothing. Be quiet and hush. But now it's going to be a trumpet mm. on a particular time within a time. Mm. There's going to be a trumpet mm. on the tenth day of the seventh month. Come on. And in the day of atonement, Shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land? Wow. And you shall hold the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land mm -hmm. unto all inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you. And ye shall return. Mm -hmm. And ye shall return. And ye shall return every man unto his possession. And ye shall return every man unto his family. Wait a minute. So there's going to be the atonement cycle is a statute forever. We read that. We saw that. And then in the midst of this perpetual statute that is forever, someone, there's a time of reformation, according to the writers in Hebrews, and someone's going to set time right. Leviticus said that when the priest is anointed or consecrated, So someone is going to sound the shofar or the trumpet. Didn't we go over that in Yom Teruah? You know, because he's going to be coming down and blowing. But then we have here where it says that the jubilee to be sounded on the 50th year mm -hmm. on the 10th day of the 7th month mm -hmm. and everything goes back as it was. Mm -hmm. Everything goes back as it was. So when we talked about the ceremonial time, the ceremonial, the ceremonies, the, the, the worshiping first, but the civil ain't been set yet. The king or the king. They ain't been set yet. So someone is going to have so much juice 
that on a particular Yom Kippur, there will also be a jubilee. And all things will go back as it was. I ain't supposed to do this today. Brother, give me Genesis 1 and 2. Y'all created the heaven and the earth. Go one, one and two. Okay. And the earth was without form, and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of Yah moved upon the face of the waters. Keep going. And Yah said, "Let there be light." Let there be what? Let there be light. Mm -hmm. And there was light. Mm -hmm. And Yah saw the light that it was good. And it was what? It was good. It was what? It was good. So that's gonna be your point when that when that jubilee happened on that atonement. Everything goes back to how it was. It was written. Everything goes back to how it was. But see, you got to, so we, we have to be practicing and rehearsing, afflicting ourselves, getting weak so that someone else is making us strong because there'll be a day where you got to stand now. Because somebody got to come in with the rod of iron. And everybody else going to be saying, a monster creature. But the saints are going to be saying, that's my Savior. That's my Redeemer. So, Leviticus 25th chapter, meaning of Jubilee. Jubilee, Yovel. Yovel literally means ram's horn. Signal. Trumpet. Yovel or Jubilee means ram's horn, signal, trumpet. The root word is Yoval. It means to bring carry, bring forth, carry forth, lead. So the whole jubilee is a sound. Puts more emphasis on the trumpet of the Lord when it comes down. And on bringing and carrying and, and, and things going back. All the nations shall flow to Zion. That's where the source is going to be at. Uh, Really quick, I'm gonna, we're going to turn here. You, give me real quick, uh, uh, Colossians 2, uh, think 14. Everybody's going to turn to Revelation 20. You got, go ahead and read, bro. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Mm -hmm. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Go down to 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day. In respect of a what? Of a holy day. Of a what? A holy day. Okay. Or of the new moon mm -hmm. or of the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Which are a shadow of things to come. Which are what? A shadow of things to come. Which are what? A shadow of things to come. Okay. But the body is of Mashiach. But the what? The body is of Mashiach. Of who? Mashiach. Okay. So then that makes sense about the anointed priest putting all this stuff in order. Getting everything set back. Because obviously humans, we've tried that format. Didn't work. Revelation 20. One through two. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. 
and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil. He laid hand. He I'm sorry, and he laid hold on the dragon. Laid hold on the dragon. What happened? Then something happened in Leviticus 16 chapter. There was two goats, right? Mm -hmm. One was slain and the blood was taken in and the other one was Aaron had to do what? Put it. Well, first, first he had to do what? Was put his put his hands on it and confess all the iniquities, all the transgressions, all the sins, and needed a big brother like Aaron. Get him out of here. Because whatever things were in the fourth time written for our learning, and apparently there are some shadows that he just read, but the image is, is Mashiach. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old servant of the devil, and saved and bound him a thousand years. Let's skip down. To seven, when a thousand years are have expired, Satan shall be loosed of his prison. He shall go out to deceive the nations. So it's almost like that old that, that uh, goat, huh? Because that goat will get kicked out and that goat be coming back. You kick the goat out, goat keep coming back. He shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, together and together to battle. To the number of him who is saying is the seed, they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And that devil that deceived them was casted like a fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So apparently this what we see in Yom Kippur with these goats, with the potential of a jubilee being on a atonement. <laughs> Whoever, whoever can pull all this off, he a bad man. Somebody cold. And we live in an era where goat worship is at all time high. All right, there were two goats. All right, so at all time high. Where's that in? What is it? Baphomet. Right, was that in Oklahoma? Little Rock, I was gonna, I, I was gonna let y'all, I was gonna let y'all say it. <laughs> Think they had another deal in New York. So point being, if there is a goat that has to have all these sins put on it, and one of the the, the leading figures of uh, Satanism is the the goat. And here we have in our book that. The goat will get all this stuff put on them and kicked out. Then we get a little example in Revelation 20. Hebrews 10. Probably not going to read all that because Kelly read it. We'll, 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 she stopped. Where you stop? You stopped at what? I did 10, 20, 25. All right, well, I'll pick up 26. 26, for if we... Sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Mm. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment mm. and fiery indignation which shall devour the absent. See, this is where as we know better, we got to start doing better. Yes, sir. So this is where it comes to, yeah, like I do have to revolve my life around this word. Mm. I have to revolve my life around this word. Okay, so verse 26 again, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. 
but a certain fearful looking of judgment and fire indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Mm. He that despised Moshe's law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Mm. Verse 29, very important. Mm. Of how much sore punishment mm. suppose ye shall he be thought worthy mm. who hath trodden underfoot the son of Elohim mm. and hath counted the blood of the covenant, the blood of the covenant, the same blood we're saying hey, is covering us, going to make us white. And hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified a unholy thing. Mm. And hath done despite to the spirit of grace. Mm. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Mm. So when we say, hey, I'm God's people. There's a bullseye on your back. There's obviously the roaring lion that's seeking to get you. Mm -hmm. But your father looking now. Mm -hmm. He's saying these Moedim, these feast times, why ain't you never here? Mm -hmm. Why ain't you never why ain't you never separated? Why don't you come out the outer court and come on inside? Mm -hmm. It is a fearful thing to fall through the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Mm -hmm. So we have to remember. Um, kind of got to remember, not be so forgetful. Um, but, Torah Yah, Bashem Yahshua, press in by letting go. Okay, so the rest of this, Yom Kippur, just got to press in, got to let go. That the Ruach take us and guide us to special places Yah has for us. He has special places for us. And you can go. Because uh, he sent his son in front of us mm -hmm. to trailblaze the way for you. Um, so, Kod Yom Kippur. Have a, have a blessed, festive uh, day of atonement. Mm -hmm.